I want to have kids, but I can't afford them. It's so dumb. I can't afford myself. Like, how am I supposed to? I'm not Elon Musk. You're certainly not Susan Lucci, I'll tell you that. No, I'm definitely not Susan Lucci. I'm more Elon Musk than Susan Lucci. <laughs> I'm definitely more Susan Lucci. Of this podcast, you're the Elon Musk and I'm the Susan Lucci. <laughs> yeah, that's for, for sure. sure. That's for sure. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I am uh, Janet Jackson's ex-boyfriend, Renee Elizondo, who uh, may or may not, I may or may not have been the hands who were clutching Janet, Janet Jackson's boobies in the Rolling Stone, the famous Rolling Stone cover. It, it is theorized that it is me who did that, but... My ex-girlfriend, Janet Jackson, will not say for sure. That's me, Renee Elizondo. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here on the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. So what many, a life. So many conspiracies around Janet Jackson because, you know, was the whole nipple gate uh, planned or not? Like, it was totally, I mean, it was obviously planned, right? He pulls it <laughs> off like, boom, that's it. Yeah. It was planned, but like it went wrong. But did it go wrong or not? But how did it go wrong? Because she had a covering on it, right? So there, pulled, I think there was more of a covering. There was supposed to be more of one. Do you? I know they call it Nipplegate. So <laughs> I don't know if they do. I just said that. No, they do. Oh, they absolutely <laughs> okay. do. Okay, okay. Did you see her? I feel like you didn't see her nipple, right? It's it was, so fast. It's like impossible to know. Yeah. Because I've seen it since. How dumb. Like, um, imagine who gives a fuck. I'm, that was one of the few Super Bowl halftimes in my life that I have watched live. I've watched, I mean, I've watched, you know, maybe 10 live out of 35 years. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. I definitely watched the Janet Jackson one live, and I distinctly remember it happening and not even thinking anything, not even reacting to it. Being, mm -hmm. oh, that was the halftime show. And then it was like, oh my God. And as, and I'll tell you, the thing that's interesting is, I'm at the time Jan Jackson's ex-boyfriend, Renee Elizondo. <laughs> so famous, you you would know about her. You know me. I've mm -hmm. been, you know, I've been around the world. You've been and, around. Yeah. I was on probably tour with her at some point, you know. Are you married Rhythm to Elon mm. Musk's ex-wife Tallulah Riley? No. Did you know that Elon Musk used to be married to the famous daytime actress Susan? <laughs> this is when it's fun to uh uh Reference things that the broomheads will never hear. We spent a long time talking about Susan Lucci mm -hmm. before we started. It was really fun. Susan, we are part of a Susan Lucci. <laughs> a mashup of <laughs> Janet Jackson and Susan Lucci. So that's me, Renee Elizondo. Good to see you all. My hands famously clutched the breasts uh, of a young Janet Jackson on Rolling Stone magazine right around the time the Janet album came out. What a great record. And I'll see y'all on the on the flip side. Hey, hey guys, I'm back. It's Pat. It's good to see you, Pat. Hey, thanks. Did you guys get to see Renee Elizondo? Yeah, he just walked out. Mm -hmm. I like how it looks like you're drinking orange juice. You're, uh... I am. This is a big, giant pint of orange. <laughs> could you imagine? A pint of orange juice. <laughs> we are part of a Susan Lucci. 
That's like a lost SNL like uh, parody about Susan Lucci. <laughs> turned out for what? Yeah, we don't know any turned out songs. We'll get this. to it. We'll get something yeah. from the gun, which is still my thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my thunder. We'll do hey, how are you doing, Rach? I'm good. How are you, Pat? Pretty good. I'm a good presenter, it says on the bottom of uh, my squad cast. We're <laughs> that's, squad the, that's the name it gave you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm a good presenter. I should take a picture of this so that I could put it on the Instagram. SparkleSpads28 on Instagram. You guys are great. The broomheads are the best. What a bunch of people. Like Rachel just fixed herself to make sure she I did. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we are. Week nine, the first day we record these on Mondays now. Mm-hmm. Uh, first day of week nine of quarantine. Oh God, I stopped counting. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> I'm ready to do. I'm ready. I'm. I'm ready to take myself down. I yeah. I'm like, do I? I. I mean, my constant thought brain process is just like what is the next week going to be like what is the next month going to be like what is the next six months going to be like what is the next year going to be like what is going to happen to my life (laughs) what should i do instead yeah we should just i don't know what we should do i have no advice the yeah i think that the constant thing that i keep thinking about is like when is it going to be pleasant to live in new york city should i just leave (laughs) It's an understandable uh, uh, sentiment. Yeah. It could be a while, but where are you going to go? I don't know. Somewhere else. If my job's remote, what does it It doesn't matter, right? You can go anywhere. We record this podcast on a squadcast, on a Zoom. Hey, see you later. Yeah, bye. Enjoy Sioux Falls, Iowa. (laughs) Which has been thinking a lot about going to Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. You love it there. I know you love it there. How are you doing, pal? Oh, God, I got to tell you, not great, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, trying. I think I'm at serious fatigue level. I'm done. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. We're getting there. We're going to be fine. Yeah. I think the the lack of an end date is what makes it really tricky. Yeah. Also, a miserable son. (laughs) Also that, yeah. (laughs) He's not miserable. We're just having a hard time. I mean, I guess, is it better or worse? I mean, it's probably worse still than a boss who sends you 30 emails about SEO overnight. I can't I can't speak to that. That sounds, yeah. that sounds pretty terrible. No, nobody's terrible is any more terrible than anybody else's terrible. There's just a lot of terrible out there. That's it. It's empathy. You got everybody's got their own shit. Mm-hmm. And it's, I shouldn't say, I don't mean to, uh, seem as though my son is a terrible person we've just been seeing a lot of each other yeah i mean i think that we are that's it's hard to see all the same people all the time i'm starting to like my neighbors are starting to wear on me oh really i don't even know we do because i walk the dog so oh yeah Mm -hmm. i see my neighbors at seven o'clock for the big uh, clap i see Mm -hmm. them we wave we say hello it's nice it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. does max like the clap god he loves it he Mm -hmm. loves bangs on a pot he goes I go, woo, and he goes, woo, because he doesn't understand and like know what to do. So he just kind of yells. It's pretty cute. He's great. Mm-hmm. I'm, he's great. He's great. But also an asshole. He's great. He's just great. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's great. I'm so glad I did this. <laughs> I have to say, like, I've, like, I, would love to be in a place where I had my own children at this point, And I have to cons every day, just be thankful that I don't every single day. 
I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, Rachel, but I will tell you this. You're doing all right. <laughs> it's not like I'm being very down. I'm not. I love them. It's mm-hmm. the best thing I ever did. It's just hard. It's been hard. It's been a rough. It's been a long. It's been a long two weeks. The first yeah. couple of month and so was like we kind of got into a groove, and now and I it's feel last- bad for him. I understand that it's like he doesn't even fucking understand. He's like keeps telling me he wants to go to the zoo. I feel terrible. <laughs> Do, has he been to the zoo much? Never. Well, I think Adrian and his, and her parents took him once. Uh, so you know things are fine. <laughs> yeah, we're doing okay. Soldiering on. We're gonna. We'll be. We'll get through it. New York's mm-hmm. strong. You know, don't leave. Don't go to Sioux Falls. I mean, I don't even know how I would get to Sioux Falls. Yeah, yeah that would be difficult. You'd probably have to walk. <laughs> you could call it telemedicine. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna walk the whole way. You ask a doctor on a telemedicine, they'll tell you how to get there. Okay. Oh man, Rachel, it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation, of course. Oh, by the way, did you see fucking Skank and Pickle is now horning in on our territory, Mike Park? Oh, yeah, he's been doing that for a while. No, but he is now done with the original Degrassi, and he has now moved on, and now he's doing a podcast. How are they already done with the original Degrassi? I thought that show went on for a while. I don't know, but he's he just put an Instagram up the other day that he was jumping into the waters. Maybe he's doing two simultaneously, but he's doing the next generation now. You know, I can't help but feel that like <laughs> we gave him the idea because I literally emailed him to ask him if we could use his song before he had a podcast. And now he's just taking our, taking our thunder. Like, oh, I love that show. Yeah. He Let me make my own. Mike Park, Asian Man Records, Skank and Pickle. Stealing our thunder and Jerry, Jerry, did you, were you into those bands? Um, a little bit, but I didn't know them super well. I was heavy into skink pickle and the Bruce Lee band at one point in my life, but mm-hmm. you know, we live and we learn. We're talking about digress. Hey, next generation. These are two, we're, we're in a two parter. It's been a while, but here we are back again. This is the 88th. And it, it hasn't th- actually been that long. I think 501. Oh, were in a two parter. Really? But I mean, sometimes it's like every other episode is a two-parter. So. God, 501 and 502 seems like it was so long ago. It was when Tom Hanks got uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, it was that, that day. It was the last time we recorded in person. That was a two-parter. This is a two-parter. This is the 88th and the 89th episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But because these are telling kind of a linear story through the two we count them as one mm-hmm. so in our books this is the 73rd episode of Degrassi the next generation the name of the episode of, is turned out of For course what? turned in out parentheses. <laughs> not a song that we could it's so weird because like every fucking episode is a song title and then we've had two in this season because one was a band lazy i guess one was a band the weddings parties everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now this is now not a song. So Rachel, uh, what is your favorite uh, song to listen to when you're uh, in the mood to dance? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> you had to go down a real long road there. Rachel, what's your favorite? This is a good one. What's your, f- here's a good one. What is your favorite song to blast in the car with the windows down? Give it to Ooh. me. Um, 
honestly, like my more recent one that I still like can't get over. And I love when it comes on, I'm like, Ooh, I got to crank that really loud. And that is one that I want li- to listen to really loudly in the car is, um, can't get it out by brand new. Oh, wow. I don't know that one from their last album that you had. <laughs> I like, I couldn't listen to it. Cause right yeah. after that, I listened to it, I think like two or three times. And then he was yeah. a monster and I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. I have it on vinyl. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm that gonna, song is amazing. I have it right here, but I yeah. can't listen to it. I, I guess I should listen. I should be separate the art from the artist. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's to each First. their own about their way of dealing with these things. I've kind of given up. I feel like there's been a like so many things like calling people out about this and that and the other, and I was like, you know what? Like, I I can't. I don't. I give up. <laughs> You, know, this, you can tell that I'm fatigued where I'm just like, I give up. Like, I These days, Jesse Lacey is posing as a telemedicine uh, doctor, a gynecologist, <laughs> where he has people call him up. Just stand over a phone camera. <laughs> <sighs> I'd pick oh, uh, my uh, Panama, Van Halen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or or Tom Sawyer by Rush, something by Rush. Ooh, you love Rush. Just crank the windows. Oh, I got... I got a question for you. Has there been a song? Because for me, there I have had one, and I'd love to hear if you have one. A song that you've listened to on loop for the past couple weeks. Oh, uh, has there been well, a good pandemic song for you? I well, the uh, Waxahachie's album came mm-hmm. out. Uh, uh, th- I think it was about a month ago, maybe like mm-hmm. right as this thing was starting. Maybe a little as we were kind of like into it, mm-hmm. and that has been my like just fucking. I can't listen. I'm not listening to anything else, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Cloud is the name of the album. It's mm-hmm. top to bottom. There's a song called Fire. That song mm-hmm. is like in my bones. I love it so much. Oh, amazing. Uh, so that's mine. What's yours? Um, I re-listened to some old R.E.M. at the beginning of this. I saw, which is, you know, my all-time favorite band. I do like R.E.M. a lot, um, but I forgot about The Great Beyond because it's like – not on it's like hidden on like a best of Uh um and i was like oh my god i love that song i forgot how much i liked it that was uh they that song is so good and Mm -hmm. man on the moon soundtrack and Mm -hmm. i've seen you know i would go see them every time they toured no matter what every every single show they play that song every really wow i don't think i've ever seen them live actually you may never, unless something comes around, they give them a lot of money to reunite. I, I read this Atlantic article by Dave Grohl about live music like a couple hours ago, and I immediately got angry because I was like, is he implying that we should like open things up sooner than we shouldn't? But it's, he's oh. not. It's just that he's saying that like we'll return to live music again because um, it's in our blood to like do this stuff. But then something about the way saying things in that way made me feel like, is he trying to say we need to do it now? <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm so judgmental of everyone now. I know. And at the, a couple of weeks ago, you were against being judgmental of everybody. Yeah. It's so hard not to be. You've changed. Oh, I went to the post office today and there was a lady who cut in front of me in line and wasn't wearing a mask. It was terrible. Because I was I, trying to space out and I was standing outside the post office and there's like P.O. boxes in there. So I didn't want to like tell her like, you can't go in because maybe she's going to get a P.O. box. These stuff. Um, with that with that are defiantly not wearing masks because they're idiots it's like fuck you like get yeah. 
You're not cool. It doesn't make you like a cool Brit. I read an article somewhere where like, like it might not have been an article because I only read tweets. Tweets are articles now, right? An article. Tweets are articles, right? Where someone was talking about how Donald Trump has like, uh, it's not just Donald Trump, but like this pandemic has become so politicized that mm-hmm. someone said that they were walking down the street with a mask and someone without a mask approached them and was like, Hey, what are you a Democrat? That's fucking crazy. Wow. Where was that? I guess don't, it was a tweet. I don't know. The, okay. It was a tweet. Uh, Republicans don't wear masks, I guess. And Democrats do. Pussies, you pussies. But then like they'll get us sick. That's the thing that's not fair about it. There's no fairness. I'm breaking through. I'm bending spoons. I'm bursting flowers in full bloom. Great beyond. It's a great. It's a song. great song. I love that. I love REM's Meltdown favorite band. So I'm always happy. Yeah. Uh, when people are are rediscovered. Not that you did. You're like rekindling I've, an old flame. I'll try to listen to that Waxahachie album because I do like uh, Waxahachie. I just. Uh, have not listened to anything new because I only want comfort. <laughs> I really recommend it. I don't know uh, where you, uh, if you, any of the broomheads are you uh, are on a Lucinda Williams, but uh, it's very obvious that, uh, and and now it's been said since interviews that happened after the album came out. But the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, she just she made her car wheels on a gravel road. So mm. it's like perfectly great. I it's made for me. I love it. Awesome. Um, here we are, everybody. We're at the brink of liberty. Distra- I don't know. Destruction? I don't know. <laughs> the dis- the It's the uh, downfall of Jay Turdy. How did, what's their couple name? It isn't, right? Because it kind of ends with the unknown. Unknown. So when That's I was they- looking, I was looking up JT's grandmother's name online, so I didn't have to go back to the episode, and then I couldn't find it, so I went back anyway. But I think that this was actually they broke up at the end of this second episode, according they to did? the Wikipedia's. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it, but it felt like they were doubling down because he tried to kill himself. <laughs> and I wasn't. I was like, did he try to kill himself, or was he just like? Yeah, I did not read that. Fr- we'll get to it, but I did not read that from the action at all. And I feel like that's why they were like, "Oh, he has to say it because no one knows that he tried to." Get- I just thought he was like getting fucked up. That's what I mean. Yeah, like obviously he doesn't know what's gonna. He knows it's a bad idea to take all those things, but I don't think he knows that he's gonna die from it. Right, I would agree. So we're talking about Liberty and JT, and mm-hmm. it can't be overstated how much a loss fun goof ass liberty is oh i know she did say like something about piffy banter in one of these episodes and i caught that that. was actually very fun that was a very fun she went up to him at uh his job at Mm -hmm. the pharmacy after they had made up and they were they were getting back together and she said by whom must one become impregnated by to get some service around here yeah (laughs) but he was not that piffy banter it, uh, I only learned what the word pithy meant like two years ago. <laughs> I mean, I still am only using context clues to uh, yeah. understand what it means. I, I, <laughs> if you asked me for a definition, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, so we open on uh, Miss Liberty. Suve. Yeah. 
Liberty and JT are in Miss Suve's office and they're talking about uh, the pregnancy. She's mm-hmm. six months pregnant. Six she months. Has, she has not told her family. And mm-hmm. she has, it seems here is where it looks like they're dividing JT and Liberty on what they want to do with the pregnancy. She yeah. wants to keep and he would like to uh, give it up for adoption. Mm-hmm. It's too late for an abortion. It's too late. It's too late, baby. Yeah, it's too late. I love that to song. To have any kind of abortion. <laughs> I like your version of it. <laughs> Something inside can't die. <laughs> You'll just have to give birth to it. Oh, oh. <laughs> The real version. My version Oof. is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but so Jace teach talking about he wants to be involved. If she has the baby, she he can't. He's basically being like, listen, it, <laughs> she wants to give the baby. He wants to give it up for adoption. And his rationale is like, fuck, if you keep this baby, I got to be involved in its life. So please <laughs> give it up for adoption, which is understandable from his perspective. Yeah. And they're like juniors in high school. Uh, she, he said at one point that she is 15. Yeah. So this made me wonder because I thought that they, she was in the same grade year as them. And I was like, does she just have a late birthday? Is this still, cause like, I was 15 when I started my junior year. I didn't turn 16 until December of my oh, junior wow. year of high school. I was 15 when I started my junior year, but my birthday's in September. So I was like, yeah. right away. I was- so I was wondering about that, but I was, I was like, wait. Like how, what, but they're juniors and they're definitely like Liberty's definitely in the same grade as them. And Derek's a year. I'm not Derek, Danny, Danny and Derek also are both a year below. And she's the student fucking president. So you can't yeah. be a president sophomore. I don't think maybe you could, who knows? Listen, it's Canada. Anything's, anything's up Anything for goes. <laughs> and then it's, so we go into from the Miss Suve, mm-hmm. we go into, the theme song, you know the theme song. Whatever mm-hmm. it takes, I do. Yeah, da, 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 da. And then there's a lot of stuff, and then they come out of it. And JT has a television series. Yeah, I was like, wait, when did this happen? And also, how does a 16 year old get a TV series? Is it really easy in Canada? I mean, they're in like <laughs> Toronto, so I would have thought that like he has a children's television <laughs> show. I'm assuming it's like a public access kind of a thing where he teaches kids how to make crafts. It's fucking adorable. Yeah. But as I'm sitting there going, wait, he has a show. There's no way we knew about this. Turns out nobody fucking knew about it because yeah. snake shows it later in class. Liberty didn't even know about it. No. And all like Manny and Emma thought it was adorable. Their faces when they saw it, I first thought they were going to make fun of him. And they were, they were just like, this is amazing. Oh, they were like a little bit into it. They were like, Ooh, mm-hmm. look at this fucking guy on TV. Yeah. With children. Oh, he handles hey, kids. Was, well, hey, this is fucking soaked. I think. So what? Gotta show that to the virtual gynecologist. <laughs> Just <laughs> dripping on the phone. I say it. Liberty, I mean, Manny was pretty soaked, but Liberty was like a fucking oil slick, is what I was. It's horrible. She's a 15 year old person. Oh, speaking of Liberty, DJ Me Time, uh, Sarah oh, Barabba Shower. Congratulations, Congratulations on your That guy seems nice. Yeah. You know, we should have asked her if she wanted to come talk about her episode. <laughs> hey, are you <laughs> She's if we asked her to be on the show, I would not be afraid of her going back to do research because we're very lovely mm-hmm. to 
We think she's the best. Mm-hmm. It's so very true. The best of all time. So, uh, yeah, he has a TV show and Toby goes to meet him there. They were supposed to go see Clown Academy, which is, I'm assuming, a movie. It's a lot of great movie <laughs> titles. So it made up movies. Uh, later on, we'll see some posters uh, for movies like uh, Lakeshore Avenue and, uh, and of course, the great For the Love of Heather. <laughs> Sinclair! For the Love of Heather Sinclair. So he cannot go to see Clown Academy with his friend Toby because he has to work at the pharmacy. Because he's got two jobs and two a baby jobs. on the way. A pregnant ex. No wonder your, uh, your brain is flatulent. That's what Toby says. <laughs> and he's drinking a lot of mochaccinos. <laughs> remember when yeah. mochaccinos were a thing? I do like remember that it was I like think, a name. I think have you ever it had was them? always a fake name. Like, I don't think that they actually exist. I think that people were just like, I'll just have one of those mochaccinos. There's no world in which I've ever had one. I don't know what it is. Is it a mocha cappuccino? That's the only thing I can think of. Well, yeah, I would assume so. But like, you but it also- sounds like it comes from like a machine. You know, like one of those ones where you push the button, like, I'll have one mochaccino, and then it just comes out. In in England, where you're from, they would mm-hmm. say maca. Maca. Yeah. Maca-chino. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you go sometimes uh, during, like, Christmas time, I would get, like, a peppermint mocha. Oh, yeah, same. Maca, they would say in Maca. Mm-hmm. Where you're from, which is Yeah, England. where I'm from, mm-hmm. I lost my accent a little bit. Speaking of that's what they call Paul McCartney, who actually does have a song called Turned Out on his 2013 album, New. So his song is actually the earlier version of Turned Out for What, right? Like he did it first. (laughs) I think I think Paul McCartney is actually actually I believe he's a John. Big fan of Degrassi, and he was like looking at all the song titles. He was like, all of these, all of these episodes are named after songs except for this one. I should write a song for it. Mm-hmm. And, then and then it became he, turned out for what and then the b-side was weddings parties anything yeah exactly <laughs> he had weddings parties anything as the backing band on the mm-hmm. track mm-hmm. he loves fucking degrassi tng who's his favorite character jay <laughs> <laughs> he likes a good arc you know he mm-hmm. likes a redemption arc we mm-hmm. haven't fucking seen it yet because this guy is still such a scumbag i can't even handle it oh my god He's like, like Jace had started to seem redeeming at some point, And now he just like went back down. If I do. He can help. He can help JT get money because they got to rent an apartment because rather than tell their parents, they're just going to go straight towards renting an apartment. Well, JT doesn't have parents. evidently. Yeah. Apparently he has an Irish grandmother though. Who did not. T- so he, she did not take the news of their pregnancy very well because she's got it in her craw about how his father left mm-hmm. and she's insisting he is not like them. Cause he thought maybe the grandmother would help. She had a very, she was not interested in helping. So th- this leads Liberty to be like, I can't, fu- I can't tell my parents, my mm-hmm. parents are going to just react terribly to this. So let's get an apartment together instead. I think that was the leap in logic. Yeah, that was the leap in logic. So they have and, some, real- and this is also when JT is still very pro adoption, but Liberty is like, I can't, I can't do that. So they, um, sorry. So then JT and Liberty are, they go to the sonogram mm-hmm. and they see the baby 
Mm-hmm. And that is when in the hallway afterwards, they decide collectively that they both want to keep the baby and they yeah. have a, he, she says, I love you. This mm-hmm. is a reconciliation of these two wonderful characters. Yeah. And they're back together. And that's when they go to JT's grandmother's house for carrot muffins. Mm. Mm-hmm. They go for carrot muffins. And uh, she says again. She does say again. Mm-hmm. She does say again. That's really all I got about JT's grandmother. Miss Kinney. She, I don't Kinney? know. I, <laughs> like, I had to look it up. I was like, I don't find I'm good because I didn't yeah. get it at all. So they leave and they decide they're going to get this apartment because she can't tell her parents. They see a landlord. He takes it to some places. Oh, earlier in the episode is when Jay has already propositioned JT with, I can help you make some money if you need to make some money. Yeah, Jay comes into the pharmacy and starts like uh, sneaking some stuff into his pockets. And also, this is when JT is like, oh, you've got two jobs, you know, can get you some money. One of the other jobs being the host of your own television show. And later on, making any money from it somehow either. It's a free, it's a volunteer position as the host of a children's television show. I guess PBS, if it's like a PBS-y kind of thing, it might just be. What would PBS, the version of PBS be in Canada? PBC. CBC? CBC. CBC. CBS. Mm -hmm. I know some things. The Big Bang Theory? The Big Bang Theory. Um, So JT, uh, when does he steal the, the fucking pills? Am I way jumping ahead? It's after, so they go to see an apartment and the apartment is going to be first and last month's rent. So it'll be $1,500. And Liberty says that she can contribute some of her spelling bee money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Do spelling bees pay? Did I miss an opportunity? Like a, like a, like they probably give you a scholarship. That's like 200 bucks, but they call it a scholarship. And so, yeah, they're trying to get this apartment. Uh, and also, who rents to teens? There's a great montage of them looking at apartments, too. To, like, a fake Meredith Brooks song. Yeah. There's a lot of great montages in these two episodes, I gotta say. Well, <laughs> like a lot of time somehow. Yeah. <laughs> they do a bit. Uh, so, also, when JT and Liberty are talking to the grandmother, uh, JT says, we love each other, and that's all that matters. Oh, God. It was, yeah, it was pretty gross. But I love how happy uh, his grandmother was that like Liberty took him back at the end. What the be? Like, no, it was before she found out that they were pregnant. Oh right, yeah. yeah. She was like, "Oh, it's, it's so great." You know, she was so she loved Liberty. Who wouldn't? Yeah. So then uh, Ryan Cooley decides to start stealing some oxycodone. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan Cooley pockets a bucket, bunch of codone. And, and they kept showing the label really close up. <laughs> in, case you were, in case you weren't understanding. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, he takes the, because Jay says, I know a guy. So he goes to see Jay and Jay's brings him to the guy. This is the guy I was talking about. This drug dealer. Oh my God. This guy is <laughs> the best. He is the worst fake cliche drug dealer on anything he's so non-threatening he is skinny as could be he's got a a A star tattoo star tattoo a tank top that we used to call something that we don't call it anymore Mm -hmm. so what do we just call it a tank top and his ribbed tank top and he's got his hat 
his hat is always on full sideways. There's no like crook to it. It's just like a dumb idiot. Like no one wears their hat like that. Like maybe like the Beastie Boys did in like the eighties where it's legitimately just full sideways. People do it with like a, I even sometimes do it with like a little bit of a little bit off centered. This is straight up sideways crooked on his head. It is so great. He's like, you give me what I need. And then he gives him money and he's like, give you 800 bucks. And then he's like, JT's like, I need more. He's like, I'll give you 400 more to your next uh, delivery. <laughs> this guy is such a great. I think star. I figured out who your MVP is. For <laughs> he is such a great stock character. <laughs> he's so, and like the guy commits and he's trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to say these parties that are happening, wherever they're happening at like some ravine or something, they look like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it probably is a ravine. It's not clean anymore. It's full of oxycodone. Jay also has like a hairstyle now that's like very feathered <laughs> and very good. I think he looks very good. His hair grew out a little bit. Like he Flint. and it's it's been a while since we've seen him or Emma, and I feel like they both like look and and Manny's hair got a little bit better too. I wrote Manny's hair settled. Yeah. <laughs> she hit that point like a couple weeks after the haircut where it's like sitting okay finally. Craig and Manny are official. Manny's hair has settled. That's what I wrote. <laughs> she looked good. Manny's back to being. You know, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. They say chef's kiss. We say pizza. Pizza man. man. I like our version better. I do too. So this drug dealer just goddamn. We saw you want to talk about pizza man. This guy. Oh, I loved him. Mwah. So Liberty goes to see James Tiberius York Ryan Cooley at his job at the and that's when she says, "By whom must one become impregnated to get mm-hmm. some kind of service?" And the head octogenarian uh pharmacist this mm-hmm. guy is so old he says to jt oh some stock is missing some mm-hmm. oxycodone maybe if you hear anything about it let me know mm-hmm. but liberty puts it together yeah. and when when um jt sells them the first time he pukes But it means it means he's going to get that apartment, that sweet apartment that overlooks the yoga place. And those honeys are flexible. Oh, that's Toby. Yeah, that's Toby. <laughs> Somebody corrected us about the fly mammies thing. Did you see that on Instagram? On, yeah, on, yeah. That he was trying to say it like mommies. Mm-hmm. But he, he just, the, the intonation was wrong. Was wrong, yeah. They're saying, and I believe that that is probably the case. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't trying to say like... Uh, racist stereotype yeah yes he was just not the racist. a different kind a less a less bad racist stereotype essentially trying to say one just not the one we were uh we were in (laughs) we were either way so um also well so when liberty figures out that jt stole the drugs and was trying to sell them she he's like no 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 my grandmother gave me money i just had to ply her with a lot of sherry yes <laughs> sherry came back it's the second appearance of sherry in this episode the fucking Grazians <laughs> love sherry oh yeah pass the terry sherry pass the terry pass the sherry what's her name mrs kincaid <laughs> kinney i think mrs kinney uh so grandma kinney Liberty flips out because she's like, I thought you had changed. You were doing a lot of the right things. And now you're just this dumb, limp, 
dick, tiny penis asshole that you always wear. Stack of dimes. That's why she got pregnant because she couldn't even she didn't even know it was in there. She was like, no, oh, and he well. got those extra large condoms that just fell off. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like yeah, I have, yeah, I don't know. So questions. Um, JT is freaked out now because the far this old man pharmacist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mr. La Potato Head. <laughs> have you Remember? ever seen? Have you ever seen? It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen it. It's like I, the guy who owns the pharmacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he forgot uh, and he gave like the wrong medicine and he was going to kill that kid. And then he didn't. Mr. Christmas time. <laughs> Mr. Christmas. <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Stewart's boss. <laughs> oh, Mr. Christmas. Man. Hello, Mr. Christmas man. Thank God you didn't uh, do that. Uh, I love that movie. I cannot remember what that man's name is. <laughs> But he shows up a number of times in the movie. Yeah, and yeah, and like when he sees him in the future and he's like a drunk, he gets thrown mm-hmm. out of uh, what's his name's bar. I don't remember uh, anyone's name in this. Clarence uh, is the only one I can think of. Uh, what's you the see him? Guy? He's doing the mouth. Uh, uh, the bar. What the fuck? I know the guy's name in the bar. Well, what? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> is that your Jimmy you Stewart? Yeah, pretty good, right? You it's think it's pretty good? good. It's pretty uh, good. Chili, chi- oh fuck, much, much, oh god, it's like I got it, or something like that. You know, no, it's like, like no, it's like more, it's more syllables, more chini, something like that. Oh, it's like someone's last name. I thought it was his first name. The bar guy. I'm talking about the bar guy. The old yeah, man yeah. is like Mr. Uh, Mr. Lucci, Mr. Susan Lucci. <laughs> After this podcast, we should do a podcast where we watch all of the all my children's with Susan Lucci. <laughs> oh my god, yes. All Susan of them. Lucci. Just, we would, Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower, yeah. Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower. <laughs> oh, I want to come over here and Mr. Gower. Oh, he's drunk. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! I gotta find. I just don't want to find what the bar's name is, and then we can go back to this. Porcini, I think. Porcini mushrooms. Hi, Porcini. Hi, Monchichi. Remember the Monchichis? <laughs> my Christmas movie. Sam Wainwright. Remember Sam Wainwright, Mister Martini. Martini. I said Martini. Martini. Mm-hmm. Martini is obviously like so much more. But wasn't right. Mr. Martini the one who owned the bar in the real life? And then there was someone who owned it in the fake life? I think it's the same guy. I think he's just like nefarious in the second life. Yeah. Bar in. The thing about that movie is. So it's Pottersville. And then what does it become when it's bad? Oh, it's, it's like it's Pottersville named- after. It's something no. else before. Oh, right. Pottersville seems so much more fun. Yeah. Like, there's no argument. It's Nick's. Oh, right. Yeah. So Martini is the guy who owns it in, in the real grid. life. Yeah. Hey, get out of here, Martini. I'm going to get it on my front. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't hey, had Rachel. Jimmy Stewart on here before. <laughs> Hey, Rachel, here I have something I wanted to tell you. I was going to tell you this earlier, but... What do you want to tell me? Jimmy Stewart. I don't know if you know this, but... (laughs) Me, myself, and Steve Mnuchin, the (laughs) Treasury Secretary. 
We're always listening to the cold opens of the episodes. <laughs> They're so funny. Last week, you had that one lady saying she wanted wine. <laughs> Jimmy Squirt also loves the cold opens. <laughs> Man, Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> Steve Mnuchin never speaks for himself. Everyone else speaks for him. You know, I, Steve, Steve Mnuchin, by the way, not just because you don't do the podcast, that guy is a fucking terrible person. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I knew we knew this, but I'm reading this book now, Hiding in Plain Sight. Mm. That's all about the whole shit. That guy is a fucking nefarious pig. Hey, I, 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 come over to Martinis. We're gonna we're gonna get everybody together with Steve, me, Steve, Jason Miller, Jason, <laughs> Stephen Miller. Steve, <laughs> well, here's this coming. Here's this me, Jim, Jimmy Stewart, Steve Mnuchin, Jason Miller, the actor from The Exorcist, and then Stephen <laughs> Miller. We're all gonna come and listen to cold opens. <laughs> they listen. Do they listen at Martinis or at Nick's? Nicks, because they're oh, yeah, they're bad. Well, yeah. Jimmy Stewart's nice. He's a good guy. Jimmy Stewart is a very uh, very conservative person, but a different His, kind of conservative because everything right. post Reagan is different. Well, here's how like everything is. That's fucking that is brilliant. <laughs> absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true. Everything post Reagan is so different. But Jimmy Stewart was very conservative. And his best friend in all the world was Henry Fonda, who was like the most liberal person in the world. So like in those days, you co you coexisted with people who thought, but you know. That must have been so nice. The world's changed. Yeah, but now everybody's. An Eden of sorts that we will never return to. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Reagan, Reagan ate the fucking apple. <laughs> Reagan didn't even know what the fuck was going on. He was so dementia brain. Oh, oh God, yeah. All in, yeah. He didn't even know what they were telling him, making him do. Not that I'm defending him. He's a piece of shit. But, yeah. you know, he. God rest his soul. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, where were we? Pithy banter? Um, I do remember where we were. Mm-hmm. We were at. JT was going, was freaking out because the. The the old man. That's where we got this. Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower. Mr. Gower, hot dog. Right. I'm going to open a pool where we're at the dance. I'm going to fall in. I never completely understood the hot dog thing. I was like, what is this contraption? <laughs> it actually like makes me a little bit embarrassed when that happens in the movie. Every yeah. when he does that, oh, I go, that's crazy. hot dog. Hot dog. Uh, I got to work on my impressions, but I I have a lot of experience watching that movie, so it's a classic. Yeah. Um. So, Mr. Jimmy Gower, Stewart. <laughs> well, in this situation, JT is Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I got all these drugs. <laughs> Bert and Ernie. Yeah, Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bert and Ernie, I can make my honeymoon nice. Uh. So they, <laughs> they. He is freaking out because Mr. Gower realizes now this guy is just Mr. Gower. Oh yeah, yes. I'm we're very good at naming people. <laughs> Mr. Gower A realizes that the drugs are gone and he is afraid he's going to get caught. So his bright idea is he's going to try to get money to buy back the drugs and put them back so no one will ever know. But the land he goes to the landlord to try to get the money back on the apartment, but the landlord won't give it to him. 
And so he goes to Toby, his old reliable best buddy, Toby. And And he is mean to Toby. Toby, I guess, is helping Liberty with the school newspaper and trying to make the the text fit in the layout or something. And he he was like, is the last paragraph really that important? You do a great job at like paying attention to these things. Like, I pay attention I to some of the details, but like you, you paid more attention to the drug dealer than I did. So. He was. <laughs> um, I want more drugs. Literally, he yells at him. I want more drugs. It's, it's pretty good. Um, but Toby uh, is having this trouble, and JT's like, "Well, you can pay me to do it, but I need fifteen hundred dollars." Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jay, and he's like, I don't, what are you talking about? And, and he le- le- levels with him. He's like, I need money. I did something bad. He doesn't tell him what he did. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. He doesn't tell him what he did, but he says, I did something bad to try to rent this apartment for me and Liberty. I need money. And he's like, I don't have that kind of money. And he says, don't you have bonds or something? Yeah. And what? he said his mom would, would go bananas if he touched those bonds. So he says, that's why you don't have any friends. JT says that to Toby and Toby leaves and Toby's like, don't ever speak to me again. I felt bad for Toby. Yeah. And this is like JT suddenly lost everything in like an episode and a half. Like suddenly his life is all turned upside down. It should be noted. We are on right now. We're up to episode 508. 508. We've moved on Mm -hmm. to uh, turned out uh, in parentheses for what part two. Mm hmm. Um, so after this, JT, uh, is accosted by Jay, uh, and, and is asked what's going on to which he's like, I don't have, I don't have the drugs. He's like, I gave you a chance. The drug dealer is there. The drug dealer gets out of the car, his hat's on fucking sideways. He's running over to him. He's got his fucking tank top and he beats him up and he, and he goes, I'm going to, and JT's telling him, I'm going to get the money and I'm going to pay you back. And then he says, I don't want the money. I want more drugs, which is hilarious. That's mm-hmm. a hilarious. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Um, so he's very nervous. He goes back to work and the old, old Mr. Gower sees a shoplifter and he chases after him. JT uses this as an excuse to try to go steal more drugs, mm-hmm. which I yes, he steals more drugs. Yeah. Cause he doesn't uh, know what he's going to do now. Right. And he brings them to the drug dealer and he, he does this bit where like the drug dealer is like sitting in a chair and JT just is palming all of the pills and he just like sprinkles them over him like rain. <laughs> and he's like here now. I don't know what it is is like now get off my back or something mm-hmm. there's about to be a fight yeah fight 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 jay calms it down jt gives a sob story to jay he's crying about how his whole world is falling around upon him uh, falling apart around him not around apart him apart around him <laughs> and uh, to which jay just says hey bummer times man at least there's a party <laughs> at least there's a party Jay's. I actually liked. Hey, bummer times, man. Because Jay obviously has a horrible life. It's a horrible life. Oh, it's a horrible life. Great song. JT takes a bunch of pills. He pours a beer on himself. Passes out. It's a good sequence with. I think also with music of him being very drunk up. Well, the drunk scenes and like the inebriation scenes on this show are very like over the top. Yeah. And this is no, no, uh, uh, different. 
it's very like slow motiony, like the doors. <laughs> he pours a beer on his head. He falls down. He passes out. He ends up in the hospital. Oh shit! We haven't even. Oh my god! I totally glossed over the big one of the biggest things. Them telling Liberty's parents. Oh yeah. Why did I? I think because I didn't write anything down from that scene. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just doing like hip hop hooray ho. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's not much to tell. They tell Liberty's parents. Uh, they're they're mad. Mm-hmm. But like Liberty's dad's acting is pretty amazing though. <laughs> it's pretty. Toxic dad skillinity, yeah. but he didn't really have toxic dad. He was pissed, yeah. but he, but they were much less mad than I think Liberty expected. They and they, mad. and they weren't mad at her. They were mad at JT, <laughs> which is probably correct. Yeah. They were mad at, uh, and they said they never wanted to see him again. Mm-hmm. So, um, it goes not as bad as you would imagine. Cause they're talking about moving out together and the parents are like no we're going to support you obviously you're a daughter we love you we're gonna yeah you. it's actually kind of it's not nice because then they're like well if jt's not accepted then i don't want to live here yeah but then jt goes and overdoses on pills in a suicide attempt evidently apparently well i mean i think also anytime that you take a lot of pills it's considered a suicide attempt yes i guess so i guess it's so. a cry for help he ends up in the hospital and at the hospital, though have uh, him and Liberty have not broken up. They were just like in a little bit of a fight because Liberty was mad that he was stealing the drugs. Yeah, they were still together. But at the hospital is Liberty, Liberty's parents and the grandmother and Liberty's parents. The dad, I guess, is a lawyer. Yeah. And has managed to smooth things over with Mr. Gower. With Mr. Gower, which is good. So now they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT cries in his bed. Yeah. Oh, is moving, touching little moment. Yeah. What happens? He cries in his bed, I remember. Well, and then Liberty's like, We're, I'm going to go to the adoption agency. Right. It's only for the best. And mm-hmm. that is true. It's it is. Yeah. These yeah. It's are- like, it's, I'm sure it's very hard to give up your child, but also like they're not in a position to take care of a child either. That's it. Shyler Stone. Shyler Stone over that crying JT. We got to do two more stories. Ooh, but I got short notes on both of them. It's time for the first of two. Big stories. You said you had little notes on them. Yeah, just little. Run, run me through them. Manny and Craig are back together. Hot and heavy. Kiss it at the dot. Marie Jones. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. That's a thing, I guess, then. Um, yeah, and Emma feels like the third wheel. Because Manny's yep. still living with her because her parents kicked her out last season sometime. Was that last season? No, it was the beginning of this one. It just yeah, feels like forever ago. <laughs> Remember, a hilarious bit is that Manny got pregnant and had an abortion, and it took her wanting to be an actress for them to kick her out of the house. <laughs> weird weird expectations on your children but sure (laughs) you think you're gonna be an actress get out of here (laughs) uh yeah they're hot and heavy craig and manny hot and heavy Manny's hair is settled which we had talked about already she looks fine she looks good it looks much better 
Um, yeah, and Emma is uh, there with them, hanging out in the Dot Marie Jones. Yeah, she's going to, and they want to set her up on a date with Derek, mm-hmm. the basketball player who we've known. We've met. But on the periphery mm-hmm. is our old nemesis, one Mr. Hot Peter. Hot, Hot Peter. Hot Peter uh, Lockus. Hot, Hot Peter Lockus. Mm-hmm. Hot Peter is pursuing Emma brazenly. Oh, yeah. And this fucking guy. They go, she goes to like the club sign up in school and someone's breakdancing outside and she signs up for like the cancer relief fund that yeah. Paige is working at. And she <laughs> Paige says something like, if only we could stomp out the jazz in our lifetime. <laughs> Paige fucking hates jazz. She's so <laughs> mad about jazz. The jazz she, is so loud. She, um, she equates <laughs> cancer, uh, with jazz. She hates those two things equally. It's crazy. Cancer, the disease that wiped out, has wiped out millions of people and the music form jazz jazz is pretty dumb mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. johnny hates jazz that was bad page hates jazz yeah and then because um, there's only six kids who go to the school uh manny and craig tried to set emma up with Derek, who's like he's this jimmy's basketball friend but he's a year younger yeah he's a fucking dork so but before we go move on but so they Hot Peter is making a case for Emma and she says uh, something about like, I don't want to be the, in your next sexploitation movie. And he says, listen, my mom took my camera away from me. So I'm unarmed. Mm-hmm. I was like, you are making it very light of the situation of you displaying a woman's breasts to all of you. You really friends. did not care. And she doesn't, Emma doesn't really care either. To be fair. Emma's like, a little mad about it but it's definitely like stringing him it's very flirty her whole like batting him away is very flirty mm-hmm. so you know they're gonna end up doing something together mm-hmm. so she does agree to go out on a date with um Derek this fucking tool ass Derek yeah she meets him for like a hot second and is like I'll tell you the story at the mall on Friday instead of now yeah she meets him at what appears to be a Sam Goody <laughs> And then they, um, it turns out that Derek is really into wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. He likes comic twins. <laughs> comics. He likes comics, professional wrestling and hunting. So at this point, I loved this. Emma was just fucking so great. She was like, listen, this ain't working. She goes, I, I, she, at first she's like, I've had a great time. She goes, no, I mean, I've had an okay time. She goes, actually, you know what? I've had a really lame time. So let's just call uh, it. She says, let's quit while we're behind. (laughs) Prior to this date, hot Peter said he didn't propose a date. He said, I'm going to see this movie Mm -hmm. at this time on this night. You know, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So this happens to also be the night that she's on this horrible date with Derek where she finds out Derek says, you haven't lived until you've tasted fresh venison. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a vegetarian. And he's yeah. like, chicken. And, and, and she's just like, guy, I, we gotta, we gotta. And also it. when he's talking about wrestling, he's like, Oh, if you ever watch and she's like, I've watched the bride's head revisited DVD. <laughs> And I read the book, but also like his, his thing about wrestling, he was like sub wrestler. Cause she says brides had revisited. I read the book. And then she goes, 
Oh no, Derek says some wrestlers have books, comics. That's how I got into wrestling. I was like, what? As a wrestling fan, what? What are you talking about? Linda Shiler and Stephen Stone don't know what they're talking about. No, no, no. Or whoever or the, wrote this episode. What was the name of the uh, director? Oh, would, I can't remember. The great Spuds McKenzie, something like that. Oh yeah, that, it was. That, it was close to that. Suds, Suds Sutherland. Sutherland. The great Suds <laughs> Sutherland. And Miklos Perlos. He's a writer uh, on the show. Uh, Miklos Perlos. Come over here, Miklos. You don't wear masks. It's a Miklos. So, is there hot, anything else in this? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, she goes on the date with Hot Peter. Mm-hmm. So, she, Hot Peter. She leaves Derek and she's like, I guess I'll go check out Hot Peter. She goes to the movies and and coming right back to the beginning, they're online to see Clown Academy, which is the movie that uh, Toby had wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Clown Academy. So is that when we uh, see all the other movies? Lakeshore Avenue and For the Love of Heather. Yeah, we see the, the posters for those movies. Um, so... Emma lays out some ground rules. She said, I'm not here for you. I was going to see Clown Academy anyway. Uh, as soon as we get in there, you cannot share my bag of popcorn. Bag? That's what she says, bag. And uh, and then they just like, I guess, see the movie. I kind of don't remember. I don't really. I didn't write down anything. The last note I have is about you haven't lived until you've tasted fresh venison. So. Because that means I will never live. Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling, comic books, hunting. Oh. As, I mean, it's a little on the nose. Let's but like, quit while we're three, behind. <laughs> Emma was so great here. And Emma, listen, hot Peter Lacus, hot Peter. Hot Peter. Mm-hmm. Sucks. And I hate him. Mm-hmm. He obviously did a terrible thing. <sighs> He was like, he says to her at one point, he's like, word on the street is you used to dig me <laughs> or you used to be into me. I bet he calls people cool cats too. Yeah. He's a real cool cat. Real cool cat. Like if she, what I'm saying is he did a gross thing. Emma's also wearing a shirt that says free spirit on it. <laughs> she is anything but. Mm-hmm. The, the only people who are the least free spirity would wear a shirt that because they do legitimately think they're free spirits because she's like liberal. She's the most uptight asshole, asshole going. Now, my whole thing is this is obviously going to cause friction if her dating this guy who did this terrible thing to her best friend is going to cause friction between her and her best friend. Mm-hmm. But if she wants to get us some, some of that hot beater, I'm not. What am I going to do? Hot Peter and the oil slick. She needs to get that oil slicked with mm-hmm. the hot Peter. Give with with the extra that. large condom. <laughs> it sounds like a clue. Hot Peter and the oil slick with the extra large condom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hot fucking Peter. So we also have, so that's the, the B story for episode 507. Mm-hmm. For 508, we have a completely separate B Sorry. Spike's midlife crisis. Snakes. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> I always get the wrong one of those two. So I had to, when I was writing down their names, I was like, wait a second, which one am I talking about? 
Oh, this this is so short. Like, there's not even anything to it. I don't think they spend much time on it. Snake, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Snake has too much routine, and he hates it. So he doesn't want it anymore. Pretty much. He runs into Joey Jeremiah and his smoking hot 23-year-old girlfriend, Diane. I thought Diane yeah. looked prettier in this episode than she did in the first one. She's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And they were like trying to get him to take a joyride in their convertible car, but he had to go to school. He had just ridden up to school in a dilapidated old bicycle with a helmet. And they were like, you have no spontaneity. He says, spontaneity is a four letter word. So then he decides to get a motorcycle. What is the four letter word? (laughs) Spontaneity. (laughs) I was like, they said that. And then I sat there and I went, it's spontaneity. Spontaneous is a very long word. <laughs> Look at his hat. Oh Look God. at his hat. Yeah, it's so far sideways. He's no, but he's not. He's saying JT has like, gotten beaten up like twice. He isn't mean by tiny people. Actually, only has four letters. He's saying it is like he's saying it's like a bad word. That's what that means. You know. That. Now I got it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No, I really did not get it until right now. Because I was like, what's what is the four-letter word Are that you it's absolutely <laughs> kidding me right now that you didn't had never heard someone call like a fucking a bad word a four-letter word. I had never heard that. Oh my god, this is the mo- uh, absolutely monumental moment on this podcast. Is that a Canadian but- thing? No, it's not. Four-letter <laughs> word, but that's what like they used to call curses back in the day called four-letter words. I can't even believe that this just happened. This is wonderful. I said I wrote it down and I wrote question mark. Like I have no idea. Because <laughs> I thought you were fucking kidding. And I'm oh, like, no. wait a minute. And I was I just like, do you know what it is, or do you also not know what it is? No, because F-U-C-K, C-A-R-P. C A Carp. C-A-R-P, carp. <laughs> God damn, the, the carp. <laughs> Dude, you don't talk about fish. <laughs> <sighs> I would not have won the money at the spelling bee. <laughs> I love that you have ever heard the phrase four-letter words. Ah. <sighs> So yes, so you learned something today. I did. He was saying that it's a bad, it's like a bad word, spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He wasn't saying. <laughs> I was like, actually, but what's the four-letter word that it's then replacing? <laughs> I'm confused. Um, ah, this is why we do the podcast. You know, <laughs> you learn so much. Hour and eighteen minutes in. Hour and nineteen <laughs> minutes in. And we're thinking, I don't know about this one. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Rachel doesn't know a word <laughs> or a phrase, okay. rather. Oh, that was fun. Carp. Carpe diem. <laughs> Carpe diem. That's also a bad word. So he buys, the, well, he's renting this motorcycle out for a week. He's got like the whole motorcycle thing. Basically what this is, exactly like you said, he is having a midlife crisis. He doesn't tell Spike about it. And Hot Sue is soaking wet over this <laughs> motorcycle. Oh, man. So this is going to lead to the snake Hot Sue affair i wonder if they fuck on the motorcycle oh i i hope so um Spike tells <laughs> the motorcycle, he buys the motorcycle yeah and i had to say i felt like whoever wrote this episode was funnier than normal because there were a lot of like 
little little zingers in there and there's like a point where like snake walks into school and like manny and emma see him with all this gear and um manny's like oh it looks like snake shed his old skin and emma's like oh don't don't make me think about his skin i really like that the the snake life crisis stuff is is much more fun than we're letting on it just doesn't have a lot to there's not much of a story it's there's very few scenes because they really kept it short but the bit is funny. Hot Sue is like, you got to hot Sue is like getting turned on about the motorcycle. She's like, Ooh, I remember back in my day, I used to love motorcycles. I used to finger myself. That's what she says. Yeah. She's like, I used to sit on a motorcycle and finger myself. And he was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And he knows much. She knows so much more about motorcycles than he does. He doesn't know a damn thing, but you can tell uh, that she's pretty, pretty uh, juiced up. Yeah. To say the least. And when Spike finds out about the motorcycle, she is pissed. And then Snake is like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm a 34-year-old man with, like, an adopted <laughs> an adopted daughter and a I was supposed son. to have a middle crisis already. Nobody I mean, told me. maybe I did have one. I don't know. I think I'm still in one. <laughs> I've been in one of those right, too. So the whole bit is, yes. So... Snake doesn't tell Spike, but the kids rat him out mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Manny, you didn't. Did, your husband's interest at school the other day, but she, she Manny didn't know she was ratting him out, but mm-hmm. she did. It was really funny. Snake was really good. This was fun. It was really I, fun. I wish there were more to it, but obviously it's just a B story. He's gonna finger Miss Hatsalakis on uh, on his uh, motorcycle though. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen. And he's going to have to talk about it with Spike. What did you do? Oh, I, uh, something bad. What? Explain it specifically. He's going to talk about fingering her. If only JT and Liberty would have just stopped at fingering. If only. I bet his finger is probably about the same size as his penis. So, (laughs) Can you feel anything in there? He, what did you think of JT's acting at the end of, I know you love to talk about the acting on this show. Mm-hmm. What is someone who has no experience with acting whatsoever? <laughs> Tyler Stone at the end of the second episode was JT crying. I thought we he did a great job. Yeah. Ryan Cooley. Ryan Cooley. We no, remember your original Ryan Cooley song mentioned his grandmother's house. Yeah. Cause I knew that that's where yeah. he lived with did you think I just had made that up? I did. No, 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 no. I knew he lived with his Nana. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Kensington. What's her name? <laughs> Kinney. Kinney. <laughs> Mrs. C-A-R-P. Oh, Mrs. Kinney, come over here. I got, I got all this. <laughs> I'm at the bank over here with my uncle. What's the uncle's name in that movie? Uncle oh, Louis. Uncle Willie. Oh, you know who died today? Jerry Stiller. The great Jerry Stiller. Pour one out for the great Jerry Stiller. Yeah, he was old. He lived a good full life. Oh, God. I'd kill. I would sign me up Mm -hmm. right now. You tell me I can get, I'll uh, make it to 93 years old with a great life. I'll sign me up. That's that's what you want. And you get to peace out in the middle of this bullshit. Like, great. I don't want to live through this anymore. It sucks. Julia Louis-Dreyfus posted a video, which I have seen before. It's a video that made the rounds. It was a outtake of when they were shooting the Seinfeld show. 
And it was when George is you, you, you're a big Seinfeld person, right? Mm-hmm. You know Seinfeld quite well. It's the episode when George is dating, being the bad boy and like dating uh, Elaine's uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. And he's got like the jacket, the Yankees, and he ends up getting arrested. And Elaine has to come to bail out the uh, assistant and Jerry Stiller has to come to bail out George. And it's the, you want a piece of me? When mm-hmm. they're, uh, Jerry Stiller's yelling at Elaine, you want a piece of me? That whole bit. And it is an outtake of just Julia Louis-Dreyfus losing it every fucking time. Like she cannot keep it together. It's so funny. And she posted this caption about like, this this happened all the time with Jerry. Like he was just so funny and warm and lovely. And I was like, that's it. That's the. I I saw that because uh, Stacey Farber posted it, the same video clip. Um, so I saw her posting it because I don't follow Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, but then then I read his um, obituary in the New York Times, and I didn't realize that he wasn't on Seinfeld until season five. I know I read the same obituary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Show up until, and he was only in like 30 episodes. Yeah, but he's like, feels like such a presence. Huge. But he was on the entire run of the King of Queens, which you'll probably roll your eyes at, but that show's actually quite fun mm-hmm. at, at moments. Uh, and he's very funny in it. And like the character, his character on King of Queens has like way more nuance and like depth. Oh, interesting. Than, mm-hmm. than uh, Frank did. But I love Jerry Stiller. We all do. Mm-hmm. MVP, the MVD of the week. Yeah. I guess we're up to that time then. Which time? The time for the MVDs. 10.25 yeah. p.m.? <laughs> it's time for MVDs. We've been here for two hours. <laughs> no, All right. Now you're late because you were watching a new Amazon program. I know. Well, it's just like barely late, but it took me a minute to set this up. Rachel. Yes. When? Patrick. Degrassi, the mm-hmm. next gen was on the noggin Mm -hmm. it came it came with it a tagline that tagline was it goes there it it did the show would tackle subjects that weren't normally seen on most daytime teen dramas daytime adult dramas saw things like this all the time for example shows like saw so many four-letter words they saw four-letter words shows like all my children starring the venerable 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 (laughs) Susan, not a venereal disease. (laughs) The venerable, the venerable, and also the palatable. (laughs) (laughs) Susan Lucci. Uh, So we like to rate these episodes on a scale of one to ten. So we're going to do, this is what we're going to do here. We're going to do outside the box thinking. We're going to do these episodes separate. (gasps) So, Rachel. Whoa, we're doing them separate? Yeah, because they're separate. Beavers. So they could have different mm-hmm. uh, numbers of. Go- oh, you're not prepared for this because you prepare. You prepare your numbers. Well, you got to change it. I mean, I you feel like the B stories go there about the same level. All right. So then just do the same. Yeah. Listen, it's just a number. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Nobody cares. So just say the same number. How much? Ra- All right. You want to put them together? Mm-hmm. How much will you say episodes 507 and 508? Turned out parts one and two for collect- as a collective. How much would you say those episodes on a scale of one to 10 went there? I wrote down two numbers, <laughs> but not for two different episodes. <laughs> 
But I mean, I guess if I had to separate them, like the first episode probably didn't go there as much as the second one. But I wrote down a seven or an eight, honestly, because I was like, eight feels a little too high, but seven feels almost a little too low because of when you think of like how like JT went on a serious spiral. And they make like a big giant fucking life decision with this kid. I and he totally starts de- stealing drugs and dealing them. Stealing and dealing, dealing and stealing, stealing and dealing, dealing and stealing. Uh, so you're, and then, so technically you're right. The second episode does go there more because that's when he like has a drug overdose. Yeah. But he steals them in the first episode. I think a seven, eight is perfectly mm-hmm. uh, logical. Mm-hmm. I would say probably a seven. I'm not going to go so far yeah. as an eight. It's like a seven uh, and a half. You know what I like to think of the scale of the uh, joy ride, which I believe you gave a seven or an eight when they joy rode the car out of the lot. And they stole a car a, and then returned it later. Unharmed, <laughs> and you gave that like a 10 that went more that went there more than the abortion. But I like to think I'm going to say you're saying what a seven. Mm hmm. I'm going to also say seven. If we were separating them, I would have said 507 was a six and 508 was an eight. Yeah. So and then you get down to the seven. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah, they were stealing drugs. They were doing drugs. They were coming to big, giant life decisions. They were trying to rent apartments and then getting apartments. What? Who's renting to teenagers? That's what I was wondering. I wrote that down exactly. I was like, who's renting to teenagers? You said it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had, Do they have references? And also, uh, don't forget the fingering on the motorcycle. Miss Hatsalakis mm-hmm. talked. I mean, yeah. And I mean, that's just going to get into some like really messy territory. And when I mean messy, I mean like wet pussy. <laughs> Did Matt just die? <laughs> oh, I love when I make you laugh so hard you can't breathe. <laughs> oh, shocking, you know? Shocking moments. You're, you're, like, uh, you're like Howard Stern. You're a regular shock. 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 That's what they call me, Rachel Ikniaski Shock Jock. That's <laughs> what my LinkedIn short, profile says. Short for shocking disc jockey. <laughs> if you didn't know that. It's Madison Avenue men folk. I like to call them shocking disc jockeys. <laughs> I do not like this abbreviation. Mm-mm. Shocking disc jockeys. Also, also, don't forget that's that's the scary drug dealer with his hat. <laughs> with his hat. I have it on he me. looks I'm like sure. the drummer from Blink-182 a little bit. <laughs> he, uh, he does. He looks like, actually, actually, thank you for that. Because I will go one step further and say he looks like all three members of Blink-182 <laughs> smushed together and, like, and just thrown out into the world. He would definitely he, also get into the UFO theories. Yeah, totally. Oh my god! Oh my god! So there—I don't know if you saw this. This is a this is a this is a tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was this video <clears throat> that this parent posted of his daughter with a guitar, and she was singing a song called "I Want to Know What's in Your Butthole." I saw it. Yeah, 
it's so funny <laughs> and it's like kind of a catchy song like i really want to know what's in your butthole i really want to know it was like genuinely catchy and did you see tom delange retweeted it and wrote this is a bl- this is an old blink 182 <laughs> song you'll be hearing from our lawyers which i thought was so fucking funny and it made me like love him that's really funny actually and like very accurate <laughs> yeah exactly I was, I thought like the song itself is very funny and cute, but him saying, like acknowledging like, oh, this is an old Blink-182 song. Mm. Loved it. it was really good. Mm. So What's in your butt? Oh, I really want to know. Are there aliens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Pat. Yeah, Rachel, what's up? We've gotten to the time. All right, Rachel, it's my Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> oh, hey, Jimmy Stewart. How's it going? I watched an episode of the an episode of the new generation of Degrassi. Sometimes it sounds like he's going into like Matteo territory, just a little. Hi, hey, Rachel. So, seriously, <laughs> Yukon. Somebody uh, also wrote us a great email mm-hmm. from Eric Mueller. Mm-hmm. He Bueller? was talking about Bueller, Ferrets Bueller, Ferrets Bueller. Ferret. Bueller. Eric Ferris Bueller, Mueller, Eric Mueller, who talks about how he would love to see a spinoff of Matteo and uh, in the and uh, who else went to the Yukon? No, Matteo went to the Yukon. Oh, and Tracker. Tracker. Went, and he was talking about how that would be a great fucking spinoff show. Degrassi. I agree. I'd watch the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Cheers, Eric Mueller. I would watch that show. And Eric Mueller. It might be Eric Mueller. If it is, I po- we apologize for the pronunciations. We're fucking dipshits. I guess I'm a dipshit because Rachel doesn't have to get her hands dirty on this one. Uh, but that's very funny. Seriously, mm-hmm. Paige. That's me. <laughs> Matty, Jerry, Stuart, Mattyo. <laughs> I'm here with Tracker Cameron. What's Tracker's last name? Cameron. Yeah, Sean hey, Cameron. I'm here with Tracker Cameron here. We're, uh... Ritty Hillcon, we're building houses and shit. <laughs> I'd love to see Jimmy Stewart like, like as a logger. <laughs> That's a movie I haven't I'd seen. See, I'd love to see Jimmy Stewart as a as the um, TA who fucks Paige. <laughs> I would love to see him in a, in a, in a claymation Christmas movie. He comes and he goes, hot dog. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart. He would be great in claim. His whole face looks kind of claimation. It does. It does. Um, All right. So do your bit. My pal. Yeah. We're at the end. And in you have to pick one person from two whole two. episodes, 44 minutes of chock full of content. <laughs> content. Content. Story. You got to pick someone and you got to say, you know what? This person was the best. I liked a lot of these other people, but this guy or this lady or this Jimmy Stewart impression (laughs) really did it for me. Who was that person in these episodes? 507 and 508 (laughs) turned out a parentheses for what? For what? what? Well, there's a lot of ways to go here. Mm -hmm. There are uh, our leads of the episode, both JT and Liberty. Uh, they go through a lot together. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT sort of like has a spiral and comes out on the other end. Liberty comes, uh, Liberty sort of like 
has a couple of moments of the old Liberty and mixed with the angst ridden new Liberty. Um, we've of course got uh side sideways hat drug dealer who, as far as a one-time only character, you know, he's pretty great. It's tough to beat him. I feel like you thought that's where I was going with my MVP tonight. And it's not, it's actually not where I'm going with my MVP tonight. I am picking as the MVP of this two-parter, someone who is only in one parter of it. <laughs> Emma. Ooh. You know, yeah. Emma was pretty great in those actually. Emma was like, dude, she was so, uh, like, dude, I'm not going on your date with you as a third wheel. And then it was like, oh, I guess I'll go out with this guy. Why the fuck not? I'll try it out. Then this guy was a Dud City, Dudsville, USA, or Dudsville, Canada, mm-hmm. Dudsville, Alberta. <laughs> and uh, and she was like, I'm out of here. This is bullshit. And then I kind of listen. I don't like Hot Peter. I hate Hot Peter. But I kind of liked that she was like. She had some good lines too. I appreciated. I liked the the skin line in the second episode. I do hate that it's Hot Peter because Hot Peter sucks and he did a terrible thing. But I also like that she's just kind of like, I don't fucking care. Whatever. I'm going to see what happens. Better than Derek. I'm not going to let him put his hand in my bag of popcorn. Big. So I'm taking Emma Nelson, Mm -hmm. MVP of episodes 507, 508. Mm -hmm. Uh, turned out for what mm-hmm. uh liberty and jt are tough not to pick them because mm-hmm. they're they're very they're solid as rocks so rach hit, hit me with it um yeah there's there's a lot of good things that happen in these episodes uh someone that we haven't we didn't really talk about a lot unfortunately is liberty's dad i think that he really did some shining moments in this well, I like that he was definitely mad, and then he was like, oh, God, I guess I'll help this guy. Because yeah. he does help. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciated that. But um, I had to go for JT, and I went for JT during that last scene in the hospital, and I was just like, I got to do for, go for JT. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> that was dead in the like. hospital. JT, dead in the HV, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he will pass away soon. He will die a violent... Very soon. Bloody death where he's stabbed by rivals. Like out of some Shakespeare play. Imagine he was stabbed by the fucking drug dealer from this episode. I know, that would have been better almost. <laughs> Give me more. I want more drugs. I love how like things like a drug dealer would never be that uh, unspecific <laughs> about the drug. He wouldn't just be drugs. Yeah, be pretty. Give me the drug. I would like some Tylenol, please. (laughs) Ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Pal, we did it. We got through all the episodes, all four of them. Are we going to do Instagram Live next week, Rach? Yes, we should try that. Should we do that next Monday? Hello, everybody. Here I am, everybody. I just wanted to stop by, let everybody know I'm here, me and Steve Mnuchin. We're going to be there. We're going to be on Instagram Live. We're going to, it's me, the president, Donald Trump, with Steve Steve Mnuchin's behind me. We're going to watch Rachel and Pat talk about the episode, but it's going to go too long and they're going (laughs) to, it's going to cut the end off, obviously. They only let us go for an hour on Instagram Live. Okay. So we got to start when, when we start, we got to 
So I say, here's what uh, we're going to start the Instagram live at nine o'clock. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll still meet. Do we need to do this? <laughs> is this housekeeping? Should we do we need to do this on the show or should I <laughs> do this offline? I'm just going to fucking do it. The broomheads, the broomheads know. We'll they edit it. it out. There are warts and all show. No, they can hear it. They love this stuff, I think. You and I will meet at 8.30. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. We'll do our cold open stuff by 8.30. Mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, we're into the episode. So we're not going to, we'll just go. Once 9 o'clock starts, it's introducing the episode. Boom. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. Okay. And you can write questions. They write questions on that stuff. Ooh, so we do our whole welcome, blah, 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 and I'm so-and-so and I'm so-and-so beforehand? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. We'll ju- well, that, that's, I think that's how we would start. Okay. For me. Okay, that's what I was thinking too, but then I was yeah. like, wait, if they can also ask questions, maybe we do want to start sooner. It'll be like... It's fine. Three people on here. Yeah. Yeah. Myra. We'll see how it goes, yeah. And they'll do the hearts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if something comes up and we see it, we can answer a question in the middle of the thing. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be a free wheel in time. We're going to do an Instagram live next You're gonna, Monday. Monday night. May uh, 18th. May 18th, 9 Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Eastern daylight time. So we're on daylight savings time. Okay. <laughs> so that will be 6 o'clock West Coast time. Yes. And eight o'clock central and mountain. Yes. Correct. Yes. Or 10 o'clock central and mountain. Well, central and mountain are two different time zones. No, but it's always the same. It's that it, they're the same time zone. They have the same time. No, they don't. <laughs> it goes nine, eight, seven, six. <laughs> so central is what? Is eight and mountain is seven. Mountain time, central and mountain. But why, when we were kids, it would always be central and mountain would always be the same. They aren't. They never were. <laughs> As kids, I guess they would show them at the same time. I guess if it was, which one is eight? If we're nine, which one is eight? Central. central. And mountain is seven? Yeah. Because mountain is like Colorado. It's the Rockies. Colorado territory. Yeah. So I guess it must have been when they would show the shows, they would still show yeah. them. They would say eight, like nine, eight, eight central. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so weird because no. I'm like, my life was lived <laughs> like 8 to 10 p.m. And their lives were lived 7 to 9 p.m. It's so Central weird. And, and Did they do and the now, news at 9 p.m.? Mountain is an hour behind that. Yeah. But Mountain, well, I think. Two hours behind. But I think Mountain maybe showed things at a normal time. I think that Central just fucked everything up. Because California Pacific time shows things at the regular time, except for Saturday Night Live. Now they show both at 8.30 and at 11.30. So weird. We're in the king of time zones. Everything everything uh, revolves around us because we're the best. It's very so true. What I'm saying is don't move to Sioux Falls. I know. I don't want to leave the eastern time zone, I got to say. Central and Mountain, yes, indeed, you gotta get your shows on at the same time. Central and Mountain. So Instagram Live next Monday, May 18th. 9 o'clock Eastern. 9 o'clock Eastern. 8 o'clock Central. 7 o'clock Mountain. 6 o'clock West Coast. And then various other time zones if you're somewhere else in the world. And if you don't catch it, you can you watch it later, that. right? No, you can't. I think it can be there for 24 hours. You can keep it in your stories. Oh, you can? Mm-hmm. 
God bless. So yeah, so we'll do that. You can follow us on Instagram if you want to watch that at sparklespaz28. We'll put in a, 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 a notice about it. Yeah, a notice. <laughs> I notice. And you can write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at Deem Podcast. Write us a review. We're getting a great Yeah, review. write some more reviews. People, if you want, if you like the show, just throw throw some stars at us. Write if you something. don't like the show, shut the fuck up. We don't need to hear it. <laughs> don't listen don't to it. Bad review. Who does that? What kind of a nightmare does that? Goes on to talk, say something shitty about something. Oh, so many people do that all over the internet. You've been on Yelp, right? I know. It's the dumbest shit. I'd never write a bad review. <clears throat> Unless... You know, it's not like we came in like murdered your family or like peed in your food or something like that. <laughs> it's not like People we swindled like, you out of money. <laughs> like the show. I, I, no, no, like I really like the show so much. It's me, Jerry Stewart. <laughs> I'm such a fan of the show. Give me more of it. Uh, oil slick. <laughs> uh, my pussy is so wet. <laughs> All right, yeah. pals. We love you. We'll see it's you next higher. week live. You can ask us questions. We gotta look nice. Oh, we gotta dress up. I'm gonna wear legitimately exactly what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> you are dressed up because you were doing a Zoom. What yeah. were you doing? I was doing a Zoom, Zoom call for high schoolers at my right. high school. Talking about high schoolers. Mm-hmm. So and I may wear this it. next week too. Well, it looks good. Cool. All right, pals. We're out. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.